We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. everyone, welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Wednesday. It's August 16th. We have eight baseball games to talk about here on today's podcast. Joined today by Timothy Buell. You all know him in the DFS streets as Tasteful Tides. Tim, what's happening, my friend? Not much, Stevie. Yeah, we're both, uh, both tilting the Coors game. Pretty hard waiting for those Arizona bats, but uh, you know we'll we'll see what happens. Luckily, luckily there's no cores on the main slate for Wednesday. I was pretty happy, honestly. I I hate trying to break down core slates just because they're they're really tough. You know, it's tough to it's tough to say kind of like what cores is going to do on a on a day to day basis. Yeah, I mean, I said on the podcast yesterday, I would have stacked Arizona in this spot in just about any ballpark in baseball. So um, not working out happens. Uh, the Mariners are doing their thing. I just, man, I, I really need Arizona uh, to get going. My pitching on my Arizona stack was one of my better, like, pitching combos that I had today. So um, see how it plays out. Still kind of early. That game's in, like, the bottom of the six. So 
hopefully it, yeah. it pans out. Great call on Elder, by the way, Stevie. You were all, you were all over him on. I think it was Grinders Live. That was a great call. I yeah. So I really wanted a couple more strikeouts, but I mean, can't really complain when a guy goes out and throws uh, a really really solid outing. He was like three percent owned. Um, so yep. it was really cool. Still, uh, I can't wait for crunch time tomorrow. Um, I'm hoping Eric, who told me I was crazy for like an elder, is in crunch time chat tomorrow because I'm still waiting for <laughs> Bryce Elder to get blown up by the Yankees. It just uh, just not going to happen, I guess. So, um, all joking aside, all fun aside, we have a really interesting slate. You were you were telling me before we got started, you're like, this one's interesting. Um, uh, yeah, it, it is very interesting. A lot of different potential ways to build. I mean, another slate where like pitching is, eh, eh. so yeah, I yeah, think that's the best yeah. way to say it. Eh, it, it, eh. <laughs> so. it, this, this slate, I'm just going to say right off the bat, I mean, we'll break it down game by game, but this game wrap the slate, it's going to be, it's going to be tough. Uh, it's, I'm going to be really interested. I'm already interested to see kind of like what ownership is going to be for Wednesday slate, because this is kind of like, I see a lot of different ways people can build. If you are in a sports betting legal state, Noah Syndergaard pitching against the Reds um, in the early, like I think his game's at like one of those like six forty starts. Uh, De La Cruz for a stolen base seems like a very interesting prop to look at for what it's worth. So just throwing that out interesting. there, just throwing it out there. All right, let's talk baseball. We have eight games. We get started with my Red Sox at Washington taking on the Nationals. Paxton and Gore facing off against each other. Nine and a half total in this game. The Red Sox are 170 favorite. Any interest here in James Paxton? I kind of do. Uh, I think that $8,200 price tag is pretty appealing. Um, I know that Washington, maybe they don't strike out quite as much as we'd like them to but I still think they're a pretty low-impact offense. And we know Paxton has a ceiling. So I I, I have some interest in Paxton. Um, I think that he can go out and really dominate in this game. Um, so I, I think that price tag is a little bit too low uh, given his ceiling. Yeah, I mean, 8,200. This team is um, a lot better against left-handed pitching than they are against yeah. right-handed pitching. They strike out um, – very low still but wrc plus i think they're like 13 in wrc plus against left-handed pitching this season uh really really solid offense against lefties a little bit of power against lefties as well compared to a lineup that doesn't really have any power against righties so um i don't mind this spot for paxton like you said 8200 he's very it's meh isn't it stevie it's like every pitcher is that way yeah right exactly (laughs) yeah every pitcher yeah there's nothing safe about anybody today so um yeah i mean i think paxton's playable mackenzie gore on the other side of this game unless the red sox lineup just looks terrible i don't really think i'll have interest in gore here um i i pretty much agree with that statement i would say though i think if i was making 150 or even like 100 teams i think that given the fact that he's 6k um, I don't think I would completely eliminate him from my player pool if I was making a, a lot of teams, but he wouldn't make like a 20 max for me. Um, but I think he's got a strong enough K rate um, at 6K 
like, yeah, he probably isn't going to, he probably isn't going to be a GPP winning pitcher, but I think that he's such a, such a cheap price tag. I, I think he wouldn't be completely out of my pool. Yeah. I mean, so my initial thoughts on Gore is he gives up a ton of power to righties. His strikeout rate dips big time um, against righties. His walk rate is still kind of, I mean, I don't know if it's average or a little below average, but I mean, now Trevor Story's back in this lineup as well. So you got like the combination of Turner, Story, Duvall, and then, I mean, Devers, Lefty Lefty is always very good. They'll have a couple of platoon guys in there as well. I, I just, it's a tough matchup. Like the, the Red Sox against left handed pitching is, is tough. So that was like my original thought. I don't, I don't, I hear you when you say like, He's 6K, um, and he's capable of 15-plus. He's capable of strikeouts. So I hear you on that for sure. Yeah. Uh, Red Sox bats. I mean, the guys that I just kind of talked about, right? Trevor Story, 4,500. Hasn't shown a ton of power, but, I mean, we're, we're seeing him hit the ball really well um, since coming back from the IL, which is great as a Red Sox fan. Duvall is 4K. I'm prioritizing Duvall and Story for sure. Um, I think Turner is a good play because you can play Turner at second, you can play Story at shortstop, and then get Duvall in the outfield. And as a little secondary stack, that just kind of opens everything up for the rest of your build. Or if you want to go full-on stack, you get Devers in there, and then maybe take one of the platoon cheapies, and you get plenty of money for pitching. I was going to say, and, and, and Reyes at 3,200. Yeah. I mean, Reyes has been unbelievable, and he's only 3,200, so... For the for the most part, I, I I agree I agree with you, um I think, yeah so I think I think Boston is interesting I I don't want to make it sound like I'm talking out of two sides of my mouth saying Gore is a good play but I just think you know Gore is worth being a, a sprinkle or two in a 150 setting I I do prefer I do prefer the Boston bats in that matchup just to clarify for everybody. It's baseball and we're a first look podcast we talk about um all different kinds of sides of every game right. any interest in the washington bats here mm, i don't i don't think so to be honest with you maybe one of the cheap cheap catchers um like maybe maybe like at, at riley adams or or Ruiz. um uh, maybe maybe stone garrett at 2900 but this wouldn't be like a this wouldn't be like a full stack for me. Maybe like a skinny stack of them, or just like a cheap one off. But really, I don't have a whole lot of interest. All right, moving on. Philadelphia at Toronto, taking on the Blue Jays. Eight total in this game. Blue Jays a one sixty five favorite. Nola and Gaussman. Um, I mean, really strong overall pitching matchup here. Uh, Aaron Nola, 9K. I mean, I think that price tag is super fair for Nola. I think, like, mm -hmm. we always talk about we want DraftKings and these sites to kind of entice us to play good pitchers in bad matchups. And, I mean, this is a, a really tough matchup for Aaron Nola. But, I mean, it's kind of the same argument I made yesterday with Zach Wheeler. Nola's above average against right-handed hitters. This lineup is very right-handed. They get two or three lefties in there at most, it seems like. I think that at 9K, we could take some shots. He's been all over the place, and I, I don't think there's anything safe about Aaron Nola. But against this right-handed heavy Toronto team, I think he's playable on this slate. I, I completely agree with you. He's absolutely playable. 
playable in the slate. But let me let me ask you a question. I want to know your take on this right away because we already talked about it. What? Who would you prefer, James Paxton or Aaron Nola? James Paxton eighty two hundred or Aaron Nola at nine K? I'd probably play Paxton. Me too. That's, I could I mean, pair that's, them together too, though. For what absolutely, but yeah, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. But I, I mean, I just wanted to see where you stood with that because I, I'd rather play Paxton uh, for eight hundred dollars less. Um, but I completely agree with you that Nola is absolutely playable um, in a in a fairly good spot because, like you said, Toronto's pretty right-handed heavy. Um, so yeah, I, I think he's fine, but I, I, I prefer Paxton. Um, Gaussman on the other side, I mean, when we're looking at talent, I mean, there's a ton of talent on this slate, so it's not even like we can say, Hey, Gaussman, like some of the pricing on the pitching yesterday was just so off. And then like today there's plenty of options under ten mm-hmm. five. Um, I mean, multiple guys, it feels like they're underpriced. So it's like, what, uh, <laughs> what are we doing here? Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, um, I think Gaussman's in play. Is he my favorite? Probably not. Um, I mean, just just throwing it out there. If we expect Kershaw to see like a fifteen pitch bump, I think eighty pitches against Milwaukee might be enough for me um, on this slate. So we'll talk about that. We have Castillo against Kansas City. We'll talk about that. Blake Snell is on this slate. I mean, there's at the top half of this like pitching slate. There's plenty of options, but I think Gaussman has earned the right to be in the conversation on any slate against any team. Ah. Uh- I'm really like so. I I like Gaussman over Kershaw just because. I mean, I understand that Kershaw could get there with 80 pitches against Milwaukee, but I'll I'll stand pretty firmly that I strongly prefer playing Gaussman over Kershaw. Um, I think he's safer than Snell, so and so I I like him better than Snell. For me, for me, it's kind of like between him and Castillo. That's just my opinion. And I think I'm going to give the nod to Gaussman. So I think um, overall, I mean, it kind of depends on where ownership lands. It kind of depends on your contest type. But like if you're if you're playing just like, you know, single entry or you want to play like the quote unquote, you know, best pitcher, safest pitcher or something like that, Gaussman would be my guy. I mean, he's got a 32.5% K rate, 6% walk rate. He does a great job of keeping the ball on the ground. So I mean I think Gaussman is my is my preferred pitcher on the slate. Yeah, I mean I, I I can't sit here and argue it, that's for sure. So um man, Philly Bats, any interest in the Philly Bats here? Mm, I'm trying to see who I would even consider as like a one I mean you could always really? consider Schwarber, right? You can always you can yeah. always one off Schwarber, you know, as a like a really contrarian play. Um, but there's really nobody, they're pretty expensive. Like there's no discount on Harper. There's no discount on Turner or Schwarber. I mean, they're all, they're all pretty priced up. So I think Schwarber would be my only kind of, you know, try to get lucky and get a, you know, random ceiling game from Schwarber. Yeah. I will say like, I don't disagree with the Schwarber take, but Gaussman is not typically a guy I like to target because he's not typically a guy that will get blown up i know he had a game against seattle not too long ago where he gave up i think it was like three or four home runs in one outing 
Um, right. That that's not like a typical outing for Kevin. That Galston. happens to every that happens to everybody in baseball. You gotta yeah. you gotta just throw that out. That that stuff happens. I never gave up four home runs in a game. Um, the <laughs> Toronto bats in this game. I mean, this is a tough matchup both sides, right? We're gonna have better matchups overall in the slate. I just I don't see myself like seeking out playing hitters from either side of this game. Uh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Like I, I don't have, I don't have a ton of interest in either offenses to be honest with you. All right. We're moving on. We got Yankees and Braves. No total in this game. It does sound like um, Randy Vasquez will start. I don't know how long he'll pitch into this game. Uh, came back after missing a month and threw 58 pitches against Miami last time out. Uh, Atlanta has gotten to the Yankee bullpen quite a bit here early in both games mm-hmm. of the series. So like the bullpen's a little, little beat up. So, I mean, it's something to keep in, in your thought process here. Charlie Martin, 8,500. Uh, let's start with Vasquez. He's 6,200. He's cheap, but he's facing Atlanta and he doesn't have the pitch count. I, this is an easy fade spot for me. Yeah, we we can th- you could you could exclude him even in a one fifty setting like you could just X button him, no chance. Yep. Oh yeah, I'm out on that. So, um, Morton, man, he is somewhat interesting. My my thing is like he has been struggling. I feel like for a month, month and a half here, where like Elder, I talked about Elder on the podcast yesterday. Talked about him on Grinders Live. I just I. I liked how he profiled against this like very right-handed offense. Well, it's not the same case. Like Charlie Morton is pretty splits neutral. He actually strikes out lefties a little bit more than he does righties. Um, He has really been struggling. You look at his numbers over the last month. He's struggling with command. He's not missing bats. Um, His, his swinging strike rate is down a little bit. Um, I just, I don't love this spot for Morton. I think you gotta, you really gotta be able to attack the Yankees lineup, and I just don't know if Morton's that guy. Yeah, and just from like a you know construction point of view, I I still prefer Paxton, and I prefer Nola more. So I just, I just he kind of falls in that range where I don't have a whole lot of interest. I think he could beat this lineup, you know, but I, it's not really a spot that I want to attack. Oh man, excuse me. Um, Yankees bats. I mean, I definitely respect Charlie Morton, but I, I'm just gonna throw it out there that like he has been really struggling with command. Like, if he is gonna struggle with command, I mean, do we take some shots on a Yankee stack here? They seem pretty cheap, don't they, Stevie? You know, I mean, like outside of States, Judge, yeah, yeah, yeah out, like State, but Stanton, yeah, 4200, Torres, 3900, Bader, 3300. Um, I guess I, you know, I know he's got pinch hit risk, but like Bow Bowers is twenty seven hundred. Like, I, you know, I, I think that there's, I think it's a reasonable play, and I don't think they're going to come with a lot of ownership. So I think you'll get them as like a contrarian, pretty contrarian stack, and so I, I really have no issue with that. Yeah, I mean, just I mean, thinking it out like in my head, it's like we like stacking against pitchers that have control issues because I mean, one or two walks and then one big hit and it just opens it up. So, I mean, I think this is a spot you could stack the Yankees 
And there's going to be a lot of top end stacks. Like the Yankees, like if you, I mean, you could easily fit a Yankee stack with Judge because of just how how cheap oh, the rest of the easy. team is. You could play you could play five Yankees, no problem on the slate. Like no, absolutely no issue. Atlanta on the other side of this game. I mean, I've just gotten to the point where I'm playing them every day. Um, I I play three entry maxes usually, and I just I stack the Braves every day. Like <laughs> look at look at what Richie Small said in the chat. I'm playing the Braves every slate they're on till the end of the season. I, mean, I don't I don't mind that take one bit. Who argues you know? that strategy? Right, right. Like I mean, <laughs> I can't really say no to that, Richie. Can't really say no to that to anybody. So, um, yeah, I mean the only time the only reason that I ever fade Atlanta is if they're in a really, really horrible matchup, which is tough for them, or if they're gonna be like Uber Chalky because it's baseball and you know, getting leverage on the field is important. Um, they're obviously not in a terrible matchup. Um, and so it's just going to come down to ownership, right? Like if they're going to be mega chalk, like you're going to have to make a decision. Like we saw in the 121 tonight, I think Michael Harris was like full 40% owned or, you know, like they're getting, they're getting really, really, really inflated ownership. So then, you know, though, that's the only reason that you would fade this team. I mean, they're so above and beyond, better than everybody else yeah i mean i think on this slate there isn't i don't like i i don't have like one of these guys down here in like the 6k range where i'm like man i could i could see myself you know playing a lot of this guy and you know being able to stack atlanta um we'll talk about john gray he might be i was just gonna i was just gonna i was just gonna say he's gonna be the guy yeah but i mean even like a gray gray um paxton combo and it gets you Atlanta, but I mean, you're still you still need to get like a Harris and a Nicky Lopez in there, and those are the chalkiest two Atlanta hitters um, because of where they're hitting, and because right. of how cheap Lopez is. So, yeah, I mean, I'm gonna definitely figure out an Atlanta stack, but this might be one of those slates where we meet, we might see their ownership down a little bit, just because of how many good pitching options that we have on the slate. Right. All right, Angels and Rangers, no total in this game. It sounds like it's going to be canning, um, yep. but he threw yesterday, so I highly doubt it's him. I'm seeing in multiple places that it's going to be Detmers, so I assume mm. that it's going to be Detmers because canning through yesterday. Um, see, I, I don't know that. why. I missed that. I missed that. I missed that, I guess. I was trying to see what his price is real quick. So he's 8K. Oh, all right. That changes things. Yeah, he's a little pricey though against Texas, but um, no, I was gonna say like I actually like I like uh, stacking against him more than I was gonna be stacking against Canning. To be honest with you, well, let's talk about it. Um, I'm guessing in that aspect, you don't really have a ton of interest in Detmers here. I I don't know. I mean, just because I have so much respect for this Texas offense, you know, um, I think that they're just really. I think they're just such a powerhouse team and it's just, I, I have no interest in streaming pitchers against, against them pretty much all season. So I, I don't have interest in Detmers and if it happens to be canning, I don't have interest in canning either. Yeah. Detmers is a guy that's given up a ton of power. Still has a, I mean, still has some strikeout ability by, by, I mean, looking at his numbers for sure. Uh, Texas, I mean, they're not a very high strikeout team against left-handed pitching anyway. So 
Uh, we'll talk about these Texas bats in just a second. Let's talk John Gray. We kind of just hinted at it. Um, he's 6,900. Yeah. I, I mean, he's when gonna, we're looking. He, he's going to be popular, Stevie. Yeah, under, be, seven, yeah. under 7K. I mean, he would probably be the guy that I'd be like, hey, if I had to pick someone to score over 20, he would be my favorite choice. He He's going to be like the projections, darling on wednesday i can like you know like i'm i'm sure of it and 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 people that like check out game logs are gonna see they had you know you know a great performance last time out against against uh san francisco um he he's gonna be like the chalk cheat pitcher um so you know i I don't hate it. I don't think it's the worst chalk, but it is going to be chalk. And so we always have to be a little bit wary of, of, uh, of chalky, cheap pitchers, right? I mean, it's a little bit scary. Yeah, I mean, John Gray is a guy that definitely gives up a ton of hard contact. Um, so I, I like Gray. But let's talk about these bats for the Angels. Um, I mean, I want to start with Otani. He's obviously the best hitter in this lineup. He's expensive. He is really priced up um, on the slate. Like, what are you doing with Otani and the Angels here? Well, I know one thing that if I was making a ton of teams, I'd be making some teams of John Gray and then making at least some hedge stacks of the Angels just because John Gray could get lit up and you'd be getting a ton of leverage on the field. Um, right now, like if I had to put my money on it right this second, I think John Gray wins, wins this matchup, but you know, he's like I said, he's going to be popular. So, you know, Otani, uh, Mickey Moniak, um, even, Mustakas, like I guess I hate even saying his name, but um, you know, but you know, like I, I think that would be like an interesting three-man stack. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, I mean... Obviously, I think any slate Otani's on, you have to have interest. CJ Crone yeah. being back in the lineup helps the lineup overall. Um, it's still it's one of those matchups where you're like, you're not excited to play the Angels. You know, Gray has some upside. You know, he's going to be popular. So, I mean, playing the Angels 
gives you a potential leverage spot. So, I mean, that's why you might get there. Um, Texas bats, any interest in Texas here? Yeah, I mean, I pretty much always have interest in Texas. Um, like, um, you know, Marcus Semien, I think he's really, really expensive. And second base is always pretty weak. So I think like that's like a unique way of building like a you know GPP team is like spending up at second. Uh, I think Mitch Garver, if he gets to start at thirty six hundred, is really good play at catcher. Uh, Duran thirty nine hundred, I think he's an affordable affordable piece. Um, so yeah, like I I really like this I really like this team. Yeah, I have interest in Texas for sure. Um, any. Any like any, anybody really? I mean, Detmer is definitely one of I, I want to target more righties here. So uh, I will say like Corey Seager is very good lefty lefty. Um, just yeah. like his brother Kyle was always good lefty lefty. Too. Yeah, that's true. Um, Garcia, Duran, Garver, Heim, whoever catches out of those two, I think are in yep. play. Simeon's been doing doing great here recently too. So uh, Texas very yeah. much in play. Robbie Robbie Grossman's a cheap a cheap fill in you know as part of a stack. Um, He's always hit better it? from the right side too. What um, I guess JP I guess JP Martinez probably wouldn't get the start because but he's he's twenty five hundred. He probably wouldn't get the start against against um, Detmers. Yeah, I don't think he will. But I mean, I've been wrong before. Yeah. All right, windy series. We got the White Sox and the Cubs. No total out in this game. Um, early projections for wind blows out to center field. Really? I did not know that. Yeah. That changes everything. It's. I mean, it's 10 to 12 miles an hour. I'll definitely that, that's, be... That's big. That's oh, huge. Yeah. That's huge. I'll be interested to see what Weather Edge has, because mm. I'm sure with that wind, there'll be data. So I'm interested to see... Um, what we're looking at. And I mean, as far as the pitchers in this game are concerned, um, Mike Clevenger, he's pitching. He has not been terrible recently, I guess. Um, any interest in Clevenger here? No chance. Uh, if the wind's blowing out. Uh, so I was kind of, I was kind of looking at this game, but I didn't see anything about the wind yet. Um, so I was kind of like, well, maybe I could play Clevenger at 5,700, but not a not a chance um, if there's going to be wind blowing out of Wrigley. Yeah. No. I Cubs are one of my favorite stacks on the slate. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Javier Assad on the other side of this game, 6,400. The White Sox, not the best lineup in the world. Um, any interest in Assad here? No. Absolutely not. Yeah, no issue for me. No interest for me. I, I think the White Sox are one of the best value stacks on the slate. I mean, they are really yeah. underpriced for a windy Wrigley game. Yeah, like you when you said the whole thing about the wind, like I didn't even realize. And I was like, well, that changes the whole way I was thinking about building because now it's going to be really easy to play Gaussman and, and Nola you know what I mean? Or, you know, double pay up at pitching or, or Gaussman and Castillo and, and play these cheap, these cheap Chicago bats, even, even on the other side of the game. So yeah, the White Sox are an amazing spot. 
Yeah, I mean, I I like the White Sox a lot. Um, I don't know if I full stack them just because, I mean, in my mind, I've full stacked them so many times and they haven't panned out. But this might be one of those games that, like, I do, like, a 4-4 type of stack. I get, like, my favorite four Cubs bats. I throw Robert in there as, like, the expensive um, part of the White Sox and then get three of these cheap bats. But I think this game is very game stackable with these pitchers. A lot of interest in the Cubs. Like I said, they're... They're probably my favorite stack on the slate. Like Touchman, Hap, like these guys are really cheap still. Um, so Bellinger obviously got to pay up a little bit for him. Um, Candelario, but I mean, it's not like Clevenger scares me by any means. No, um, so no. I yeah, think this, this is an excellent spot to target the Cubs bets. I'm excited to see like what the total is going to be in this game. You know, like I, nine and a half, gonna... ten and a half, ten. Oh. Wow. I'd imagine if it's really going out, I'd imagine it'll be like 10 and a half to 11 and a half. That's, yeah, I wouldn't that's be my, that's my guess. That's just my guess. Um, yeah, I mean, this is a, this is a fantastic spot. Yep. The Braves are playing and I still like the Cubbies more. There you go. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta consider pricing too. Like you stack the Cubs, you're going to be able to get a really solid pitcher combo. Like, just in general. So a uh, lot of interest today in the Cubs bats. Yeah. All right. Seattle at Kansas city. No total in this game. What is going on? Um, Castillo pitching for Seattle, Alec Marsh throwing at some point here. They have like bulk relieved him, like long relieved him the last couple times he's pitched. Um, he did throw 91 pitches last time against Boston. Maybe he starts in this game because he did. Um, yeah. Man, poor Jordan Lyles, by the way. Um, just absolutely getting shelled, and they're like, hey, we're leaving you in there. <laughs> like, we're not taking you out. Um, and as someone that had his uh, under um, pitching outs, I was like, all right. Oh, did you really? Out. I didn't. Oh, re- oh, man, that's a bad beat. No, I, I mean, I, I hit it. Oh no, he he uh, he went under his his oh, pitching okay. outs today was seventeen and a half. I was like, what? Uh, okay. I saw that this morning and I instantly wrote it up on scores and odds. But right. I also write up wrote up uh, Bryce Elder strikeouts, so it was a it was a squash day for me. Um, Castillo against Kansas City. I mean, when we're looking at matchup, I think he has to be up towards the top of the board today. He's he's number two for me. I mean, I, I'm just straight up. Straight up number two. Gaussman's number one. Castillo's number two. Um, now that we've kind of talked about that Chicago game and how cheap that game is, if you can find a way, I th- and I think you can, just looking at prices right now to play Gaussman and Castillo and get Wrigley exposure, I, I, I love that. Um, I, I, love, I love Castillo against the Royals at, at 9,600. Like he he could absolutely smash his price. I mean, and 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 we know that he has a leash, and that's why I'm so much like not into Kershaw, who we'll talk about, you know. Um, so I I absolutely love Castillo. Yep. Um, I'm not playing Alec Marsh in this spot. No. Do you have any interest? No, 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 no. Easy no. exclude button, X button him. Yeah, I mean, I, I talked about it yesterday when it came to Jordan Lyles, basically, I mean, the same thing. You really have to be able to attack this offense. And Alec Marsh is a 
on the season, 23% K rate guy. If we look more recently, his strikeout numbers have dipped big time. Um, so I think, I think overall, I think a pretty high, is, he has a pretty high walk rate, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he struggles like, with like, command big time. Yeah, like really, like, oh, yeah, over 12% walks. Like, I mean, that's, we know that we like to stack uh, teams against high walk guys. Um, so I think Seattle would be an interesting stack, but I have absolutely no interest in Marsh at all. Um, yeah, I like the Seattle stack again today. I think that, you know, Alec Marsh is a guy that struggles with command and gives up a ton of power. Um, Seattle is a team. If you can't beat them, um, with overpowering them, they'll, I mean, they'll crap like right. Jordan Lyles gave up three home runs and four hitters tonight. Um, like this is a team that has plenty of upside Yeah, and cheap. I mean, Seattle's cheap yeah. again today. The Oscars 3,600. Um, Marlowe, the yeah. guy they called up, is like 34. France is 33. He just got back. Rojas, a cheap second baseman, 31. Um, Canzone is 26. Like, there's that, a lot that's of who I, cheap. That's who I was looking for was Canzone. Couldn't find him. Oh, there. Yes, 2,600. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a really good stack. And I bet you they're not going to come with a lot of ownership either. So, uh, Any interest in the Kansas City bets? Not at all. Hey, uh, I don't like no, them I'm, either. Yeah, I mean, I, I I love Bobby Witt. I love Bobby Witt, but I think he would just be a pass for me. He'd be the one-off, him or him, yeah. him or Perez. Yeah, but not like I'm getting excited about it by any means. So. Right. Yeah. All right, Baltimore at San Diego. Hey, there's a total in this game. It's eight. Uh, the Padres a one sixty-six favorite. Kramer against Snell. Uh, any interest here in Dean Kramer? Mm, I don't think so. Um, certainly not in my first 20 lineups. Maybe if I'm spreading out further than that, I could possibly get some exposure to him. I think he's decent. I think he's like a price point pivot from John Gray, you know, who's going to be way higher owned at, you know, 200 bucks more. So in that way, to me, he might be like a contrarian way of, you know, building a team with chalky bats and then, and then getting different with Kramer over John Gray, if that makes sense. But I don't have like a whole ton of interest in him. Yeah. I mean, the tough lineup and it's, again, it's not a guy that's going to go out there and really overpower the offense. Um, he is better against righties and they tend to have um, six, seven right-handed hitters in the lineup. So I, I, I don't hate that aspect of it, but yeah, I don't, I don't love it. I mean, I like, I'm going to be honest, like today is a day that I might prioritize pitching a little bit more than hitting uh, where it was exactly yeah. the opposite on Tuesday. It was, the, it was the opposite on Tuesday. You're absolutely right. I completely agree with that statement. Yep. Every slate's a new slate and you yep. got to think for it. Blake Snell, other side of this game, tough matchup. Baltimore is a solid offense. Um, I will say they are slightly above average against left-handed pitching this season but overall i mean they're they're still a good offense um any interest here in snell i think you have to have interest just because this k upside is so elite um but i'm really struggling um on what to do with him you know i i think he probably has the highest ceiling on, on the slate even higher than even higher than gaussman 
but I also know that this is a tough matchup and he can get wildly inefficient. So it just makes me, it makes me nervous. So would he be somebody I, you know, match the field with in a, in a 20 max? Probably like, I, I, I don't want to fade him, but I I don't want to get like grossly uh, overweight him either. Yeah, oh, man, Blake Snell is one of the most. He's frustrating, right? Like, yeah. how, I mean, how do you? I mean, I don't really know what to say. Like, he could end up walking six guys, pitching three innings, and getting you eight fantasy points, or he could get you forty. It, neither one of those outcomes would surprise me in the least, right? Am I wrong? <laughs> it's something. I mean, I just, I don't know, man. It's such a tough team for me or tough picture for me to figure out. Like Blake Snell is always one of those guys where I'm like, I never get this guy right. right. He went on a stretch where he looked like the best pitcher in baseball. And then he's like, Hey, I'm Blake Snell. I'm back. What's up everyone. Right. Um, right. And I mean, I, I looked through the data um, against Pittsburgh when like I was looking at him playing him against Pittsburgh. I was like, why did he stop? Like he was using his changeup a lot less and, I mean, using a changeup a lot more in that like stretch of like dominating. It's like, why are you not using it more? Um, but I think in large field tournaments, you you have to play him. I mean, in large you field do. tournaments you too, do. you can stack against him because he's Blake Snell. But we really haven't seen like that like blow up game Blake Snell since like the beginning of the year. So I'm I'm probably not going there. I would have a little bit of exposure. Like Blake Snell's probably like a one of three guy for me. I'll, I'll probably have him on one of my three three entry max yep. builds. I think I think that's I think that's fair because you know that you know that ceiling is so good that you might have to have it to finish in the top one percent of a GPP. When he's when he's on, man, he uh, yeah, is when he's on, really yeah. good. Yep. Um, I actually got Kikuchi right today too, Ron. Um, Baltimore bats. Any interest in Baltimore? Only as part of like a contrarian stack, I guess, but not, not really. Um, like, I mean, we know we just talked about how wild Snell can get. So obviously, you know, more walks, more base runners. So you know, may, maybe Ryan Mountcastle at thirty eight hundred would be interesting as a one-off, but I don't really have any interest in this team outside of just contrarian stacks. Yeah. I'll say this. Um, Mount Castle was going to be the one guy I mentioned. He's hit left-handed pitching all year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, any interest in San Diego here? It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You know, they're they're pretty expensive. They're just teams that I like better. Um Kramer is is decent enough. Like he's obviously not a great pitcher, but um, I, I think San Diego kind of falls down the board for me uh, compared to some of the other teams that we've already spoken about. Um, so, I mean, obviously for, for Nero Tatis is an amazing play, but you know, the stack as a whole, I'm not, I don't have that much interest in. 
All right. Uh, moving on. Last game, we got Milwaukee at LA taking on the Dodgers. Uh, nice little over, oh my, hour and a half between this game and the San Diego game. So real <laughs> late night hammer. Uh, eight and a half total. We got Kershaw and Miley. Uh, any interest here in Clayton or uh, Wade Miley? Sorry, I almost went backwards. No, absolutely. I'm ha- I have no interest in Wade Miley. Yeah, I think you got to find upside and ceiling, and that this is just not like that spot no. that you're going to find ceiling. So, yeah, no interest for me in Wade Miley. I'm interested to have, like hear your thoughts on Clayton Kershaw. Um, he got that like back it like back issue um hey we need to shut him down for a month and a half because we need him healthy throughout the playoffs um back issue um he's 9900 he's expensive um milwaukee is one of the worst teams in baseball against left-handed pitching i think they're fourth worst in wrc plus and 26 percent k rate which is one of the highest um what are your what are you doing with kershaw today I have very, very little interest in him. Like, I think this is the wrong slate. I know, I understand it's a great matchup, but it's wrong, the wrong slate. And I do not see a world where he pitches more than 85 pitches. So he is competing against pitchers who have significantly longer leashes, um, who I think are in, you know, comparable spots. Um, so like, I'd rather, obviously I'd rather pitch Gaussman. I'd rather pitch Castillo. I'd rather pitch, um, Snell, um, just because Kershaw doesn't have that ceiling that Snell has. I mean, he can't with this limited pitch count. So I'd rather pitch Snell. Um, I, you know, so I really, I really don't have that much interest in in him. Like, is he going to get you 20 points? probably but i don't think he's gonna get you much more than that oh i could see clayton kershaw just being so efficient in this spot going six innings striking out like eight and going over like 30 and winning the game um maybe i'm crazy maybe i'm crazy but i mean think back one of the first starts of the year I was just looking at it. Hold on. I got to pull it back up. Like, I think his first start of the year, he threw like 75 pitches and scored 30 fantasy points. Yeah. yeah. So Arizona, he faced Arizona six innings. He had nine strikeouts. He had 31 fantasy points with 76 pitches. So, I mean, his typical increase looking at the last few years is about 15 pitches. So I'm assuming that he'll throw 80 to 85 pitches here. Yeah. I mean, you're going to need him to be ultra, ultra efficient. Um, love the matchup. Oh, yeah. I, I'm not arguing about the matchup. Do you um, – let me ask, like, how do you rank Gaussman, Castillo, Snell, Kershaw? Like, how do you do your A, B, C, D? Like, I mean, so for sake of just looking at the like, top five guys, going NOLA up um, as far as okay. pricing. Castillo would be number one for me. Okay. I think I'd put Gaussman two. Yeah. I think I'd if I'm ranking on ceiling, I'd go Snell three, Kershaw yep. four, Nola five. Okay. Yes. All right. So I guess we really only have uh one and two flipped because I have Gaussman one. 
I mean, the nine hundred dollars is an extra, an extra big hitter in my opinion, and I think mm-hmm. that Castillo has a better matchup than Gaussman. That's the only reason I have Castillo mm-hmm. over Gaussman. Yep, yep. No, I, I certainly, I don't have much to argue against that at all. Um, I just, I just hate playing pitchers that I know like basically have to be perfect. You know, oh, like, he he does. There's no, yeah, you know, his ceiling. If he hits his ceiling, which is probably only like 30, 32 points here, he has to throw a ultra efficient, yeah. high strikeout matchup. But if it was, I mean, ninety eight percent of the other pitchers in baseball, I'd be like, nah, no interest. Right. right. He is he's that one percent, right? Like he's that type yep. of guy. Um. Yep. So that's that's more of the reason you, why you, cer- you certainly make you certainly make a fair argument. Like I'm certainly, you're certainly not saying anything I really disagree with, you know, just such, so few outs for him to, oh, yeah. to, to get away with, you know, winning a he, GPP. He's the lowest owned out of the five though, right? Um, Projected ownership wise. I feel like he's the lowest owned out of I the actually, five because I, of the pitch count. I, I think Nola will be, to be honest with you. Even with the price difference? So Nola is what nine k and Kershaw's ninety nine. Nine um, hundred's another I bet. Yeah, I, I another bet. I, I, I think I think Nola will be lower owned. All right, but he'll be he'll be lower. Kershaw will be lower owned than Snell, Gaussman, and Castillo. I I definitely agree with that. Um, I have no interest in the Milwaukee bats. They're gonna get Kershaw, and then they're yeah, gonna get this bullpen. Um. I mean, yeah, Dodgers still middle of the road bullpen, but still a good enough bullpen for me not to have interest here, especially when you're getting Kershaw for 80 pitches. Right. Yeah. No, um, no, no Milwaukee for me. Dodgers bats, man. I love Dodgers again. Like they're not doing it here on Tuesday night, and it's tilting me. I have a really good FanDuel <laughs> team going, and it's like, hey, Dodgers, anytime you want to wake up, um, anytime you want to, you know, show up and play baseball, hey. <laughs> um so yeah i mean i i expect like thought process wise i'll probably end up going back to the dodgers in this spot i know that hauser has like a no hitter yes i'm talking about it because i want it to go away um hauser has like a no hitter through three no hitter (laughs) through three um (laughs) but no i mean all joking aside uh wade miley is not a guy that's going to go out and overpower an offense this is a spot where he has been struggling with walks and command, especially against righties. I mean, load up on the Dodgers. J.D. Martinez came back um, on Tuesday, so him being back in there is a nice, another good righty. So, I mean, you got Martinez, Smith, Betts, Freddie, lefty-lefty, don't hate it. Um, I I think this is a great spot to target the Dodgers. And um, they were they were mostly, for what it's worth, like under 10% on um, Tuesday's slate. People just don't like playing those late games. They want to watch their hitters. I was just going to say, like, I wonder if the way that this game is set up time-wise is going to bring down their ownership, you know? And if, and if, it's, and if so, this is the team that you stack when you play uh, when you play John Gray, right, in one of your John Gray teams. Um, because this is a, such a fantastic spot for the Dodgers. This is why I don't have that much interest in the Padres, who are also expensive. Like, this is a way, way better spot. So... Um, I absolutely love the Dodgers as a late night hammer. I think they're a fantastic play. 
All right, um, let's play the morning grind game, and then we will get out of here. I gotta get a home run pick, man. Matt Olson's beating me up this week. Um, under eight K to get six or more strikeouts. What do you got? I gotta take John Gray. I know it's the easy one, but I like it. Yeah, I think he has the highest potential to get there. Um, yeah. Honestly, I don't really love anybody else. If I had to choose somebody, I'd say Mackenzie Gore. Um, he would be the other guy that I'd would target yeah for I, think that's, I, think that's a, I think that's a really good call i don't love it but yeah no but i think it's a good call pitching under 8k today is awful um yeah. over 8k to score under 15 who's your bus today well this is another pretty easy one i think it's it's got to be charlie morton for me yeah his recent struggles he was the guy that i had written down as well um Give me Paxton. I like Paxton today, but looking at everybody else, um, when Paxton's off, he's easily hittable. So I'll go Paxton. I'm going to play some Paxton today. I'm not saying that I'm not. Right. Over 4K to hit a home run. We don't have cores today, so don't have to worry about that. Who's going yard today? Condelario. Condelario. All right. I'm going to go Bellinger. Yep. Under 4K to get two hits. Who's a cheap bet that you like here? Oh, see, the no-hitter is gone. All I had to do was start talking about it. You're welcome, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> I needed it gone, too. Don't worry. Um, so, um, um, Yeah, under, under e 4K, two hits. Eloy Jimenez. I'm going to go Ian Happ. Yep. Stack to score six or more runs today. Who do you got? Uh, I'm not going to use Wrigley, even though I think they're both good to, to do that, but I'm going to go with, um, I'm going to go Seattle. Hey, I picked them yesterday. Um, definitely a team I would consider playing again today. Um, give me Texas against, uh, Detmers. I, I like Texas today. Yeah. I think that's a good call. They're like Braves, Braves, Braves. Listen, we hear you guys. <laughs> we try to. I'm not going to sit here and say Cubs, even though Cubs are my favorite stack. I'm not going to sit here and say Braves. I'm not going to say Dodgers. So, uh, Tim, any final thoughts before we get out of here? No. Uh, thanks, Stevie. Thanks for having me on, as always. Um, you know, good luck, everyone. All right. Freeman just got a hit. Oh, see, all I had to do is talk about it. That's going to wrap it up here for Wednesday. If you want the, I mean, if you want my thoughts on the early slate, free crunch time tomorrow morning, me, Kevin Roth, and Cheese is Good. Um, should be a ton of fun at, I think it's at like 1240 or 1230 on the East Coast. So if you want our thoughts on that four game early slate, tune in. Got some day baseball. Get to talk baseball with Cheese. Never hate that. Hope everyone has a fantastic Wednesday. We'll be back Thursday talking more baseball. Good luck, everyone.